Good morning, everybody. It's Monday, the 25th of October, and it's World Pasta Day. And a big happy birthday to Katy Perry, Nick Hancock, Kiara, and Samantha B. There were 39,962 new cases of COVID 19 yesterday, with 72 additional deaths reported. Despite the consistently high case numbers, there's no sign of the government switching to the so-called Plan B, and Boris was definite on Friday that there's no sign of lockdown on the horizon. I've got to tell you at the moment that uh, we see absolutely nothing to to indicate that that is uh, that's on the cards. Rishi Sunak was out and about on Sunday in advance of this week's budget, and it does seem like he's at least seen what's in Plan B, but also insists there's no need for it just yet. At the moment, the data does not suggest that we should be immediately moving to Plan B, but of course we will keep an eye on that and the plans are ready. But again, I go back to what I said, the best protection we have against all of those things is vaccines and the booster rollout. We've always said the winter will be challenging and the plan B that we set out does not involve the same type of very significant economic restrictions that we saw previously. Professor Adam Finn, a member of the JCVI committee, is concerned that the NHS is already under serious pressure even before the winter surge kicks in. The virus will reach people who are vulnerable and who may get seriously ill. So I think, you know, we we can't uh, be complacent about this. This is a worsening situation in an NHS which is already under enormous pressure. Wednesday sees Chancellor Rishi Sunak take the podium in the House of Commons for the presentation of the 2022 budget. And he was busy listing off the key issues for Andrew Marr. They include investment in transport, training and innovation as part of the government's plan to level up Britain and up to £6 billion for the NHS. Now, next week's budget is about looking to the future and building a stronger economy for the British people. Now, what does that mean? That means strong investment in public services, driving economic growth by investing in infrastructure, innovation and skills, giving businesses confidence and then supporting working families. Labour's shadow chancellor Rachel Reeves says it's all very well making announcements but the government need to actually deliver on the investment if it's going to make a difference. Well of course new money is welcome but it's got to be backed up with actual action and Northern Powerhouse Rail, the eastern leg of HS2, all of those things need addressing but if that investment isn't backed up with actual delivery it's really not worth the paper it's written on. Next week sees two elections in the US as the states of New Jersey and Virginia look to elect new governors. Former President Barack Obama hit the campaign trail at the weekend to support Democrat Phil Murphy in New Jersey and Terry McAuliffe in Virginia. And he hasn't lost any of the old charm. Here he is talking about the culture wars as whipped up by outlets like Fox News. We don't have time to be wasting on these phony, trumped-up culture wars. They're the right-wing media's pedals to juice their ratings. And the fact that he's willing to go along with it, instead of talking about serious problems that actually affect serious people, that's not what this election's about. The COP26 climate summit's due to kick off on Sunday the 31st in Glasgow, but already quite a few major names have dropped out. There's no Vladimir Putin and no sign of China RSVPing either. Hillary Clinton, who was in London at the weekend, says that while it's disappointing to see people not turning up, they still need to address climate change issues. I'm very disappointed that some of the major emitters, such as China, uh, Russia, India, 
will not be represented. If these three big emitters, most particularly China, don't come to the table, then it's not a failure for Glasgow, it's a failure for them. Still to come on the Smart 7, a bad day at the office for Ollie and tributes to Friends' James Michael Tyler. Right after this. You're listening to the Smart 7. If you're enjoying it, you might also like the Smart 7 Island Edition. Just search and follow us on your favourite podcast platform. It was a weekend of big scores in the Premier League. Chelsea hammered Norwich 7-0 on Saturday, Watford beat Everton 5-2 and Man City beat Brighton 4-1. Sunday saw more big games with West Ham continuing their good run from the Europa League by beating Spurs 1-0 at home. Then it was time for the weekend's big game as Man United faced Liverpool at Old Trafford. It was a humiliating 5-0 defeat for United with a hat-trick for Mo Salah and Paul Pogba given a straight red card for a horror tackle. There were quite different reactions from the two managers at full time. Ollie, who was booed off by the fans, well, was pretty down. It's the darkest, darkest day uh, I've had uh, leading these players. And uh, we weren't good enough uh, individually as a team. Um, can't give a team like Liverpool them chances. And unfortunately, we did. Jurgen Klopp, on the other hand, seemed to be enjoying the day. Yeah, what can I say? Did I expect that? No. Um, but what we did in the last third today was absolutely insane. Mark Strong stars in Temple, a medical thriller which features a surgeon who operates a secret operating theatre beneath a tube station. It's back for series two and Reese Siffens is joining the cast as a mysterious underworld fixer. Mark was chatting to Sky's backstage podcast and says while he watched Squid Game with his kids, he thinks TV's getting a bit too outrageous. It's fascinating how TV, because we've been watching so much of it over the last yeah. couple of years, now feels the need to be that outrageous somehow. And what I love about Temple is that we have, we just depth charge little odd moments through the thing. And uh, I think it's old fashioned storytelling in the sense that it's a slow burn. There was some bad news over the weekend. Radio 1's Adele Roberts announced she has bowel cancer. She's due to have surgery today to have a tumour removed. She says she's feeling positive and using her social media to urge anyone who's concerned to get themselves checked. And the death was announced on Sunday evening from prostate cancer at the age of 59 of James Michael Tyler. He played Gunther in Friends, appearing in 150 episodes of the sitcom as barrister and manager of the famous Central Perk. Jennifer Aniston led the tributes to him, saying friends would not have been the same without him. She also shared this clip where Gunther finally declared his love for Rachel. Rest in peace, James. Rachel? Yeah. I, I know you're, you're leaving tonight, but I just have to tell you, I love you. Oh, I love you too. Probably not in the same way, but I do. And, and when I'm in a cafe having coffee, or I see a man with hair brighter than the sun, I'll think of you. This has been The Smart 7. Wherever you're listening, do us a favour and hit the follow button. We'll be back tomorrow at 7am. Have a great day. Written, produced and published by Daft Dogs.